Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. This evening, we continue our meditation on the Gospel Canticles as we move through Advent towards the celebration of our Lord's birth by looking at the Benedictus, the song of Zacharias at the birth of John the Baptist. Like the Magnificat, this song is inspired by the Holy Spirit and is both a song of praise and prophecy. As a priest, Zacharias would be very familiar with the Psalms and other songs in the Old Testament scripture, and that is reflected in the form of his song. He begins saying, Blessed is the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. The opening words, blessed is the Lord God, are a common way of giving thanks in the Old Testament. And in the Psalms we hear, blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting. And again, blessed be the Lord God, the God of Israel, who only does wondrous things. And so here Zacharias gives thanks to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has visited and redeemed his people. In the Old Testament, God's visitation often accompanied news of salvation. In Ruth, when there was a famine, we hear that the Lord had visited his people by giving them bread. And when the Lord appeared to Moses in the burning bush that was not consumed, he tells Moses to say to the people of Israel, The Lord, God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob, appeared to me, saying, I have surely visited you and have seen what was done to you in Egypt. This visitation preceded God's deliverance of his people from Egypt, from the house of slavery. And here the Holy Spirit inspires Zacharias to prophesy, and to prophesy rather, of the redemption which the Lord was about to accomplish. A redemption not just from earthly enemies or earthly slavery, but a redemption from the powers of sin, death, and the devil. From slavery to sin, which leads not only to temporal death, but eternal death. And not only is this redemption different, but God's visitation is likewise unique. For in this redemption, God will visit his people in a way unlike he had ever done before. He will visit them in the flesh. God is spirit, and so does not have flesh and blood, but in order to redeem his people and rescue them, he sent forth his Son to take on a human nature into his person, that he might visit his people and redeem them through the self-offering of his own most precious blood. And this theme of visitation stands out here because Zacharias had just had the incarnate Lord under his roof for three months, while the Virgin Mary, who was carrying our Lord in her womb, had been staying there until it was the time for Elizabeth to give birth. Where our readings ended off last Wednesday is immediately where we picked up tonight. And so at the birth of his son, he sings praise to God for what he is accomplishing. Zacharias continues, he has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. As he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets, who have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us. Here he focuses on the Lord's promises, especially the promises of salvation. When he says, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets, who have been since the world began, 
Zacharias helps us to see that God has always desired that his saving will be made known to the world. This was done firstly through the prophets, the first promise of salvation made even to Adam and Eve, when the Lord said to the serpent, I'll put enmity between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. Ever since the Lord has made known his saving will through his prophets and their inspired writings, from Noah and Abraham to Moses and Joshua, to Samuel and David, to Jeremiah and Isaiah, to Ezekiel and Malachi, and many more, the Lord has given the promise of salvation fulfilled in Jesus Christ, our horn of salvation from the house of David. Through him we are saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us. The first applies primarily to those spiritual enemies of sin, death, and the devil. No more can they lay claim to us since Christ Jesus has shed his blood for us to forgive us our sins. He has died and rose for us, and through holy baptism we die with him and have the promise that we will also rise with him. And he has defeated the devil, binding him and plundering his house of all those who were in his bondage through sin. As for the hand of all who hate us, who hates all humanity more than the devil and his angels, who first rebelled against God and who first introduced sin and death into the world. And now that God has redeemed us and has promised to save us, the devil hates us even more than before, because by faith in Christ we are no longer belonging to him, but belong to God. Blessed be God who has saved us from the hand of our enemies. And since we have been saved from these enemies, what can other enemies do to us to harm us? They may rage and persecute. They may threaten, punish, and even kill the body. But they cannot touch the soul. They cannot touch our life, which is hidden with Christ in God. When St. Lucia was turned into the authorities for being a Christian because her fiancé was angry, that she gave away her uh, extensive dowry to the poor instead of putting it into his hand, they threatened and tortured her in order to get her to renounce Christ to save her earthly life. Even when they threatened to pluck out her eyes, she did not think of renouncing Christ, for she knew that the Lord Jesus would restore her eyes in the resurrection. And even when they did remove her eyes, she kept her spiritual sight on Christ, her Savior, who conquered sin, death, and the devil, that she might live with him forever by faith in him. What can man do to us since God has saved us? As Luther famously penned in his hymn, A Mighty Fortress, were they to take our house, goods, honor, child, or spouse, though life be wretched away, they cannot win the day. The kingdom's ours forever. And this theme continues as Zachariah sings, to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he swore to our father Abraham to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. He praises God again for his faithfulness, for fulfilling his promises, covenants, and oaths, and see how the Holy Spirit, through Zacharias, interprets the oath to Abraham that all the nations should be blessed in him, to grant us that we, being 
delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. Since God has delivered us from the hand of our enemies, since in Christ Jesus he forgives us our sins, rescues us from death, and redeems us from the devil, we may serve God without fear. We need not fear these enemies, for they have been defeated. Yes, we still daily struggle with sin. We still feel the weight of it. We still must face death, and the devil still attacks us. But we trust that since Christ has overcome these, since he has died for us and intercedes for us at the right hand of the Father, since he has justified us by grace through faith and has promised to never leave us nor forsake us, we need not fear these. Instead, we may serve him in holiness and righteousness all the days of our life. In righteousness, because God has imputed to us the righteousness of Christ through faith, just as with Abraham, who believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. In holiness, because God has caused us to be born again and has given us new and better impulses. So by the help of the Holy Spirit, we may live according to his will through loving service towards our neighbors according to our vocations. At this point in the song, Zacharias moves on to prophesying directly concerning his son, whom he's holding in his arms, saying, And you, child, will be called a prophet of the highest, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God. When the angel Gabriel announced John's birth or conception to Zacharias in the temple, he had told him that his son would turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And now Zacharias just tells us how this will happen. He will be a prophet of the highest, who stands on the precipice between the old and new covenants, he will fulfill prophecy himself, for he will go before the Lord to prepare his ways. According to the word of God to Isaiah, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. And to Malachi, behold, I send my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me. This was said of John, the forerunner of Jesus the Christ. John prepares the way of the Lord and makes ready a people for him by giving knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of their sins through the tender mercy of our God. John prepared the way of the Lord through the preaching of repentance and the forgiveness of sins. First, he made known to the people the depth of their sin, just how far it went further than they had thought indeed. He proclaimed that their breaking of the law was not only in superficial matters, but went straight to the heart, and he called on all people to repent that they might escape from the wrath to be revealed. And having proclaimed this, having made ready a people for the Lord, John would then preach the remission of their sins through the mercy of God. Only when the people were aware of their sin and the depths of it could they hear the remedy. The one who is sick but doesn't know it is not willing to receive the medicine. And so he preached to them of the one who came after him but was before him, Jesus Christ. 
And he proclaimed him to be the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world and testified how when he baptized him, the Spirit of God descended upon him as a dove and the Father spoke from heaven proclaiming him to be the Son of God, the Messiah, the promised Son of Righteousness with healing in his wings. Which is why Zacharias continues, the day spring from on high has visited us to give us light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet to the way of peace. The remission of sins which John will proclaim comes on account of the mercy of God from him alone. And this mercy God manifests through sending his Son as the dayspring from on high, that is, the Son from on high, the source of light beyond all light, for he is indeed light of light, true God of true God, begotten not made being of one substance with the Father. He himself is the true light of the world, which enlightens our hearts, so that we who dwelt in the darkness of sin, the darkness of not knowing God, who lived in the shadow of death, might both see the way of our errors and see the salvation which he has prepared for us of his mercy. For he, our divine dayspring, is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the light in which we rejoice, for while we were yet enemies of God and opposed him and his goodness and light, God was at work to make peace through the sending of his Son and his self-offering on the cross. Since we now have peace with God through what Jesus has done, and since he has raised us up from spiritual death and brought us from darkness into his marvelous light, he guides our feet in the way of peace, for he is the way the road to the Father, through whom we receive the forgiveness of sins, newness of life, eternal salvation, and everlasting peace according to his grace. May the Lord God of Israel, who has carried out this work of salvation through his grace and to his praise and glory, grant that we may be kept steadfast in this faith until we enter into his kingdom which has no end through the merits and mediations of Jesus Christ alone who was and is and is to come. Amen. And now the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord.